the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley on the example that Jesus set for us in our relationships with others. Jesus was a master listener. Jesus did more listening than he did talking at times. You want good relationships. Have you ever noticed that God gave us two ears and one mouth? Why do you think that's true, God gave us two ears and one mouth? He wants us to listen twice as much as we talk in a heated situation. You know, being a good listener is a skill that we can and should develop. Uh, If, for example, someone has a concern that they want to share with you, instead of getting upset, take a breath, look at that other person, and just listen. In such moments, it's better remember that God loves and values the other person just as much as He does you. Today, on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley explains how this simple truth provides a secure footing for valuing others, even when we disagree. That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. I want to let you know that we have great resources available at our website, including a copy of today's message. It's titled, Things That Matter Most. Just go online to hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Mark Finley is a pastor and international speaker and the author of more than 70 books. He serves as president of Hope Lives 365, a ministry designed to encourage your heart and to promote spiritual growth for your life's journey. You know, sometimes the simplest and most profound truths that we can find are the ones that turn our hearts toward God, uh, such as how our relationships with other people are affected by the condition of our relationship with God. This is best illustrated by looking at how Jesus engaged with others. In seeking to follow his example, we can learn to show greater patience and, yes, even forgiveness. With more on that, here's Pastor Mark. Our relationship with God is the basis for every other human relationship. A healthy relationship with God is the foundation of all healthy family relationships and all healthy church relationships. See, if you have a healthy relationship with God, you become very tolerant, you become very accepting, you become very forgiving, you become much less judgmental, you let things go, you don't battle over the small stuff. But if you don't have a healthy relationship with God, you're always trying to defend yourself with other people. You're always trying to protect your turf and protect your rights. And as a result of that, you get conflict. But if you have a healthy relationship with God, it breaks down the barriers with others. Now, a healthy relationship with God begins with an understanding of how God values us. 
And if you don't understand how much God values you, you tend not to value other people. So one of the things that leads us in conflict with a lot of other people, whether it's in the home or in the church, is that we fail to understand how God values us. And once you understand how God values you, that produces in your life a security, a sense of your true value and your worth. When I understand my value to God, it doesn't give me an arrogance or pride. It helps me to have a secure basis upon which to place value upon other people. Because God puts such value upon you, I want to value you as God values you. You are precious in God's sight. Now, there are five eternal biblical Christ-centered principles of positive relationships. If you're taking notes, these are worth writing down. If you want positive relationships, there are five characteristics of positive relationships. Number one, be willing to accept the differences that you have with other people. We find this in Matthew chapter 15. You'll find these in the life of Christ. If you think everybody's going to think like you, everybody's going to view the thing the same way you do. If you want to sit on a committee and you get upset with people that don't think the way you do because they challenge your thinking, you're always going to have conflict with other people. If you think your wife is going to always think like you, you've only been married one day. Wait till the second day. (laughs) Embrace differences. Embrace the way people act differently and think differently. Look, Jesus did that. The disciples had a real problem with it, of course. Matthew, the 15th chapter, we're looking at the story of the Canaanite women. The disciples wanted to turn her away from Jesus, but Jesus nurtured her faith in spite of their differences. Look, Matthew 15, verse 21 to 22. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he beheld a woman of Cana who came from the region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed. But he answered not a word. His disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. In other words, this woman is disturbing us. This woman is different than we are. She's a Canaanite. She doesn't believe like the Jews. She doesn't think like the Jews. And Jesus wanted to teach the disciples a lesson, that you can only impact people, even if they think differently than you think, if you're willing to treat them with dignity and respect. So Jesus ministered to the Roman centurion, ministered to demoniacs. You see, in the family, if we listen to one another when our views are different, that's the strength and bond of marriage. The strength of human relationships is not the bond that unites you with people who think like you do, but it's the bond that unites you with people who don't think like you do. When Billy Graham's wife was asked, Ruth, do you and your husband always think alike? She said, if we did, one of us would be unnecessary. It's wonderful in a family. When you have a family meeting and the kids are saying this or that and everybody's not harmonious and you negotiate, you talk back and forth and you come out stronger as a family. See, it's the same way in the church. Often we want people to think like us. People who affirm our thoughts, but that's not always helpful. See, we need people who think differently than we do. So here's the first principle, good human relationships. Be willing to accept differences. Be willing to listen to other points of view. Second principle is this. Be firm on principle and flexible on preferences. Be firm on principle and flexible on preferences. You know, a number of years ago, one of my mentors, an old preacher, taught me this very much. Be firm on principle. You don't budge on principle. 
but you're flexible on preferences. So you always have to distinguish what's the difference between an eternal principle and a, and a preference. So we were on a little small self-supporting ministry campus, and we're going to build a laundry. And so sat in a committee of how we're going to, you know, deal with one aspect of it. And the committee said, look, it's going to be more efficient in this laundry if we put the washing and drying machines over here, and then we build another block wall in the center and divide it with a door, and people can sort their clothes over here. And my mentor said, look, we're going to have to spend a lot more money it divides the thing into two rooms, and he really spoke strongly. He was the chairman of the committee, incidentally. Really spoke strongly against it. The committee kept discussing it, discussing it, discussing it, and they outvoted him. They voted to put that wall there. Now, what did he do? Did he go out and go around campus try to convince people of his view? Did he go out and badmouth the committee? He just came to me and said, Mark, you know what? I expressed my viewpoint, and we went a different direction. In the family, have you ever been going out to eat in a restaurant and one group wanted to go this way and the other group wanted to go this way and you end up arguing and didn't even go to the restaurant at the end? (laughs) So my friend said, look, Mark, we brought it to the group. This was not a principle. It was a preference. That's really critical. What's more important, your preference in your marriage and family or the relationship with your wife and children? What's more important? Now, incidentally, you know what happened on that campus? We never used that building for a laundry because we had an influx of students and we needed two extra classrooms. And that building with the wall in the center was perfect for two extra classrooms, and that's what happened. You know, it's amazing how the Lord can solve problems, isn't it? It is incredibly amazing. Be firm on principle and flexible on preferences. Now, here's the third thing. Be open enough to discuss all sides of a question. You want good relationships. Have you ever noticed that God gave us two ears and one mouth? Why do you think that's true, God gave us two ears and one mouth? He wants us to listen twice as much as we talk in a heated situation. So be willing to listen and to discuss both sides of a question. Have you ever noticed how Jesus asked questions and then he listened? Take the woman at the well. It was a very tense situation. Jesus asked questions, asked questions. And as he did, he drew her out. Jesus did the same thing for the man by the pool of Bethesda. Ask questions, would you like to be made well? Jesus was a master listener. He did the same thing with the Roman centurion. Jesus did more listening than he did talking at times. Pastor Mark Finley, talking about what happens when we are open enough to listen to both sides of a question and caring about what the other person is saying and feeling. Pastor Mark has more insights to share on the subject, and we'll hear those in a moment. This is Hope Lives 365. The goal of this ministry is to present thought-provoking Bible teaching and resources with an eye on building up disciples of Christ who can stand firm. You know, Pastor Mark has written a 96-page book called Unshakable Faith, helping you learn how to stand fast in the worst of times. It's co-written with Stephen R. Mosley. These inspiring stories tell of the courage of Huss and Jerome, the, the conviction of Wycliffe and Wesley, uh, the compelling faith of Tyndale and Luther as they faced prison, trial, persecution, even death, but ultimately victory. Request your copy of Unshakable Faith 
It's yours in return for your gift of any amount to this ministry, Hope Lives 365. Call now at 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or go to the website, hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. While you're at the website, you're invited to join us by becoming a financial partner with Hope Lives 365. You can give online today by calling 855-888-HOPE. And remember, as you go online, you can also listen to, or for a nominal fee, download a copy of Pastor Mark's presentation, Things That Matter Most, what you're hearing today. Search for it in the radio archives. Go online to hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. In a moment, Pastor Mark continues his message pointing out that God wants us to love not just our friends, but also our enemies. What does Jesus say? He says, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who spitefully use you. For if you love those that love you and reward you, what reward have you? Do you not even the tax collectors do the same? In other words, love those who naturally are more difficult to love. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. And we continue with more of Hope Lives 365 as Pastor Mark Findlay shares a most creative way to practice the discipline of really listening to the other person in the conversation without interrupting. And uh, it works. In fact, you'll probably want to share this practical idea with others. And strange as it sounds, it involves a banana. (laughs) Here again is Pastor Mark. I'm going to give you a principle that's going to be really helpful. And it's called the banana principle. It's one of the strongest biblical principles. It comes from the Garden of Eden where they grew bananas. All right, here's the banana principle. When something is taking place between you and your wife. Now, kids, you listen to this one because this is going to help you. Kids, it's going to help you with your parents, what I'm telling you right now. It's going to help husbands and wives. When there's a tense situation in the family, you get a banana. You've seen your daughter's going through a little challenge. She's dating a guy that is not really helpful to her. Or you see that your son is taking a wrong direction. At night before he goes to bed, or your daughter goes to bed, you go up and sit on the bed, and you say, Honey, I really care for you a lot, and I noticed recently there were some things going on in your life. Now, when you start talking, you begin to peel your banana. Then you say, I just wanted to ask you, you want to share with Mom, you want to share with Dad what's going on? Then you take a bite of the banana. Now, the reason you do that, it's hard for you to talk back when you're eating the banana. (laughs) And then they talk... And then you chew. After you swallow that amount, you ask the next question. And you draw them out with the banana principle. Now, women, this is a good one for you. When you want to talk to your husband, but you're afraid that he's going to do most of the talking, just simply say to him, go get your banana, please. (laughs) Children, when you want to talk to your parents, one of those special talks, you go to your mom and say, hey, mom, would you please go get your banana? You see, Christianity is practical. It's practical. Jesus did more listening than he did talking at times. Here's your fourth principle. Be committed to avoiding conflict over things that won't matter a million years from now. 
be committed to avoiding conflict over things that will not matter a million years from now. In the family, is unity more important than the thing you're arguing over? There are some things in the light of eternity that are not going to make much difference at all. Let me give you a scriptural principle of Christ doing this. Turn to John chapter 4. This is quite a remarkable story. This is the introduction to the story of the woman at the well of Samaria. It says, Therefore when the Lord, John 4 verse 1, knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, although Jesus himself didn't baptize, he left Judea and departed from Galilee. There is so much that is profound in that passage. Because Jesus knew there was a potential for interpersonal relationship conflict between he and the Pharisees, he and the followers of John, and he and John the Baptist himself. And when Jesus sensed that this was not some eternal principle, that he should stay in that area of Judea, Jesus said to himself, look, I'm going to leave. And so rather than enter into a major conflict, Jesus was willing to make a decision in the light of something that was lesser important that was staying there. So Jesus consciously avoided conflict. There are times that a husband and wife enter into a hot discussion. And to follow the principle of Christ is we ask the question, is this going to make a difference a million years from now? Is it better for me just to back off this one? Now, the fifth principle, and I know what you're thinking here, the fifth principle is this. Be sure you're fighting God's battle if you fight, not your own. Go the extra mile to please others in areas that don't violate God's will. Now, here's what the world says, and let me repeat this fifth one. Be sure you're fighting God's battle and not your own. Go the extra mile to please others in areas that don't violate God's will. Now, here's what the world says. You can't let other people walk all over you. Don't let people take advantage of you or they'll keep doing it. Here's what Jesus says. If they ask you to go one mile, go two. If they ask for your coat, give them your tunic. See, Christianity is revolutionary different than what the world has to say. Now, here's one of the most amazing passages in all the Bible in dealing with conflict. Turn to Matthew chapter 5. You recognize it immediately as the Sermon on the Mount. Again, a misunderstood text in the Bible. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48. You've heard that it was said, you'll love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. That's revolutionary. That's revolutionary. If you only love your children when they do good, if you, if you get offended because somebody didn't say hi to you at church, if you only exhibit love to your wife when you agree, what does Jesus say? He says, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who spitefully use you. What does Jesus say? He says, Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who spitefully use you. That you may be the sons of the Father in heaven, for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, sends his reign on the just and the unjust. For if you love those that love you and reward you, what reward have you? Do you not even the tax collectors do the same? In other words, love those who naturally are more difficult to love. But notice what it says. Verse 46, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? See, don't the tax collectors do the same? Now notice what it says in verse 48. Therefore you shall be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. 
that passage comes in the context of loving your enemies. So what this passage is saying, incidentally, the word for perfect there is teleos, spiritually mature. So what this passage is saying is that biblical perfection is the ability to love unselfishly others around you, even if they offend you and don't agree with you. So biblical perfection is not some super holiness, but biblical perfection is the ability to love those that don't love you. Because if you have that love, you reflect the character of God. And Ellen White puts it this way, love is the basis of godliness. No man has pure love to God unless he has unselfish love for his brother. When self is merged in Christ, love springs forth spontaneously. It's from a little devotional book, Maranatha, page 101. One day in eternity, we will be bound together by cords of love. One day, harmonious relationships will unite us there. I love the way Paul puts it when he says, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, in the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will be rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be what? Caught up, what's the next word? Together with them to meet the Lord in the air. Jesus longs to have you in heaven with him. And he wants every husband and wife to be there together. He wants families to be there together. To miss that great appointment is to miss the great day when Jesus says, Welcome home, children. Welcome home at last. The sorrow and pain and suffering of earth are over. Pastor Mark Findlay on Hope Lives 365, talking about this important value of intentional self-sacrifice for the well-being of others, of going the extra mile for the other person, including those that are not our friends. Pastor Mark will be back in a few moments with a promise that will encourage you, so don't miss that. First, let me remind you of that inspiring book we mentioned earlier. It's called Unshakable Faith. In it, Pastor Mark shares how God's Word became the strength and guide for Christian martyrs of the faith, and Christ's love toward them while they were yet sinners became their example for loving their enemies, even unto death. Pastor Mark's book is called Unshakable Faith. It's yours in return for your donation of any size to the ministry of Hope Lives 365. Get in touch today, please. Go to the website, hopelives365.com, or order it when you call 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. And of course, we'd love to hear your response to this program and these messages. Let us know how we're able to minister to you. It is always encouraging to hear from you, so send a letter and your donation to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. Also, if you'd like to hear today's message once again, Things That Matter Most, you can do that online. You can listen there, and for a nominal fee, you can even download the audio file by going to the website hopelives365.com. Well, you can live with Him for millions and millions and trillions of years. Jesus longs to have you with Him forever and ever. Pastor Mark will close out today's program next on Hope Lives 365.